0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Dr. Sarah Spoward is well known for her compassionate-based practice, as well as for her precise mindfulness in her everyday life. As a highly regarded professional, she infuses moment-to-moment awareness as she includes the vital emotions of happiness, serenity, and love. Here is the holistic emotional system that you've been waiting for. Here's Dr. Sarah. And welcome to the next episode here of Happiness Learned. Uh, I am Dr. Sarah Spoward, and I am going to talk to you today about freedom. Um, what might that be exactly? I remember when I was a little girl, um, my mom had offered to get me a necklace, and she said I could get whatever necklace I wanted. I mean. <laughs> nothing, you know, too extravagant, but just I could pick out what I wanted. And I, I picked this necklace I saw that looking back was quite profound, but it said, may all beings be free. Uh, and I used to wear it all the time. And it's it was strange that that was what I was drawn to in a way because I was just a kid and I didn't really know what was going on. But I think I saw around me so much suffering and it it didn't matter someone's situation you know if they had money they didn't have money if they had if they were married or in a relationship or they were single or old young you know educated not educated there was different amounts that I noticed around me and I I just remember thinking I really just wanted people to be happy and why like what was the what was the challenge going on So um, that has been and continues to be my life's endeavor is to understand a little bit better what's happening. So in terms of freedom, something I have realized is it seems like there's a lot of programming that goes on. I mean, if you think about it, even TV is called, you know, have you seen the latest program? Uh, And what I mean by programming is we get exposed to, there's different estimates. Some estimates are say 10 to 14,000 advertisements a day of which only a hundred are we conscious. I don't know the exact amount, but we are exposed to all kinds of things all day, every day. Um, And this might be related to, Family beliefs and patterns, religious beliefs and patterns, um, relationship patterns, the way we talk to uh, ourselves, and absolutely the cultural patterns with social media. So these all add up to a lot of subconscious programming that can really dictate a lot of the direction of our life if we want it to or not. I don't mean dictate, I mean direct. Um, You know, and I ask people, different clients, like, okay, you know, why do you want kids? Why do you want to get married? Why do you want this job? Why? (laughs) And a lot of times people don't know. Um, They just feel like it's the age they're supposed to do this, or they're behind, or other, you know, they're not where other people are. So they need to do something to step up. And There, I haven't seen a major emphasis on the authentic self and even understanding what that means. So one way of understanding this is getting down to the core of who are you and then what programs are around you. And one way to know if something feels like you or not is if something feels good. You know, if something feels like, yeah, that makes sense, that feels natural, or if it feels very uncomfortable, um, maybe something forced. The caveat to that is we can have things that are very familiar, seem comfortable, but they're actually very toxic. So um, one of the important things to understand about our wellness and well-being is that it is intimately tied to our beliefs. But how do you even identify and see your beliefs? Um, the stuff that we're really immersed in that seems so normal can sometimes be the thing that's hardest to see, actually. Uh, so if something just seems like your reality, but it seems like a reality, then it can be hard to question it. It's kind of like the idea that um, oh, I, one thing I encounter a lot with clients is this belief that they're not good enough there's something wrong with them. They're not enough. And the low self-esteem stuff is so toxic Um, or conversely having too high self-esteem in the sense that you don't take accountability for anything. um, We want to have a balance. We want to be somewhere in the middle where we don't have an attachment thinking, you know, swinging either way that we're awful or we're wonderful. What if You're just wondering, what if you just have value just for being you? So that's one of the beliefs that I come across in our culture that is probably the most toxic. Um, Another way of looking at this, though, is imagine if you were a fish in a fishbowl, how would you know you're in water? You wouldn't um, because it's all around you. You're so immersed in it. You can't even see it. Um, you'd have to be out of water for a second to know, oh, I was in something. Um, so beliefs can be very much this way. It's kind of like the fishbowl of our lives. <laughs> when, when you're immersed in beliefs, um, we don't even know they're happening to us in many ways. So one that I find, uh, I, I guess, obvious, but I, I say to clients a lot of times is I hear... Often that people feel they're overweight, they're unattractive, they're unhappy with their bodies, etc. And you know, I point out to them, well, you know, a lot of the stuff about attractiveness is actually kind of constructed. Um, ideas on attractiveness have changed a lot over time. And at one point, it was actually attractive to be very pale and a little bit heavier and you know in china for example to have your your feet bound and basically deformed um because it was an example of being you were you were so high status you couldn't hardly do anything so that was considered um the most you know valuable and and being a little heavier meant that you had more than enough food and being pale meant you you didn't have to be out in the sun because you didn't have to work outside so that was higher status. Being tan and thin and toned and strong, that was a sign of less attractiveness because in a lot of cultures in the world in the past, because that meant you were outside, you were working, you didn't have as much food. So that's sort of an obvious one. But my point is, is that it's it's made up. <laughs> it's constructed to some extent and based off of our circumstances. Uh, and all I'm saying is, a big part of freedom is looking at okay what feels good to me um when i say with clients for example with weight is okay well what what weight feels most like you what um you know body fitness feels like you what what feels most authentic uh and the thing i always hear is i never thought of it that way you know cuz you could be very thin, but you don't really feel like yourself. You could be heavy and you don't feel like yourself or you do feel comfortable. What, what situation feels most natural? Most like, I feel like me. Um, And that can be tricky, especially if we want acceptance and to be loved. Um, But that's one place to start at. So when we're immersed in the beliefs, we don't even know what They are a lot of times, and it's like a lens that you're viewing the world from. Um, Another example would be if you feel the world is a hard and terrible place, this is the lens and perspective you see the world from, Um, and it will seem that way to you because of that perspective. If you feel that everyone is evil and out for themselves, it will generally be the way you're seeing things. So of course, there are some exceptions to this, but if your beliefs are strong, you are likely to disregard the exceptions. So in a way, we it's like we're living in our own little programmed worlds, um, our own little fishbowls, you know, and why does this matter? Well, this is actually very important when it comes to the law of attraction um, in terms of manifesting things in your life, happiness, wellness, and feeling free. Um, with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the top of the pyramid, which I highly recommend checking out. Uh, I love that pyramid. Um, but the bottom one is like, you know, basic things like food, shelter, um, and then it becomes more like love, acceptance, connection, and then self-esteem. But at the top is self-actualization. And a lot of people are confused on what that means. But one way of saying it is you have enough, security in yourself that you you feel ready to design your own programs your own way of wanting to look at the world so okay a couple different examples I'm going to give um just to help understand because when we're in something it's really tricky this can be kind of the value sometimes of traveling is it sort of can help you disconnect and see something different but not necessarily especially something's like very ingrained um But sometimes traveling can really help or living in a different culture for a short period of time. So two other examples I wanted to give were like a snow globe. I always found that to be very profound and helpful that if you imagine uh, hypothetically you're in a snow globe and the fake snow is all around you, it takes up the snow globe uh, and colors the whole thing. So, your beliefs are kind of like that. (laughs) They cloud everything. So, that's what you're seeing out of. Uh, And another one, which I personally find this one to be the most helpful, is trying to see ourselves as kind of like like a factory reset computer. You know, you start it up, and then you got to put the different software programs on. Um, So... Our consciousness, in a lot of ways, you could say, you know, just the awareness when you just look out of your eyes and you don't think about the past or future, our just blank consciousness is a software program, uh, is, is without software programs. And so when we add our beliefs to it, it is kind of like downloading software programs for how the computer should run. Um, so... The first step, though, is to see what programs you're running off of. And this is not always the easiest thing, especially because you could say, well, what if I just ask, you know, friends or people I'm close to or people at work? Maybe, but maybe not, because they could be running on the same programs as you. They could be seeing the world in a similar way, actually. So one way of... of kind of identifying it, I'd say, is seeing what you're attached to, trying to see, and if you don't know what you're attached to, even because it's so normalized, you could try to see what you're afraid of losing uh, or what you kind of cling to. So what we get attached to, um, we try, we're try, trying to like recreate over and over in our lives. So in any event, what I'm saying is the first step is understanding, taking a step back and trying to understand what we're even running on, what programs. So for example, I always thought that the whole nine to five Monday through Friday thing was really strange. Um, I remember thinking that my whole life, like even as a kid, I was like, what is going on here? Who came up with this? Like who came up with this Saturday, Sunday thing? Um, I remember thinking, you know, you go to a restaurant Friday night or Saturday night and everyone's out and happy. and I'm thinking, this might sound extreme. But I'm like, I feel like this is like slaves or something like a higher level of slavery where the, the poor, you know, workers get to be released for a couple of days and then they go back and everyone was complaining and unhappy, but nobody really questioning it. You know, this idea of to, to an office is all of these different things, the hierarchy, um, you know, seeing about this to Instagram recently, which I have such mixed feelings about Instagram. It's actually a fantastic example of programming because there's an algorithm in there that, um, whatever you tend to look at, it keeps repeating that over and over. So it's sort of like shifting towards whatever program it thinks you're going to respond to. So you get hooked on it and you, and you, I don't want to say get addicted, but you get more and more attached to it. Um, it's literally, designed to adjust to whatever your program is um it reflects back to you what's going on with what you're attached to but aside from that um the words with instagram are so interesting this concept of followers following influencers i mean what are we sheep it <laughs> so. Just putting that out there for people to reflect on. Um, at the end of the day, this is your life. It's your mind. And what we so something that I'll never forget, but I also think a lot of people don't realize. I went to this one retreat with TikTok Han um years ago. It was really amazing. It was before he passed away. It was this like month-long meditation retreat. Um in uh his Community in um, south of France. It was like such a fantastic thing, and it was one of the last retreats he ever did. But anyways, it was a very profound experience. I highly recommend people to do retreats and meditation because it helps you to see what is going on with you. If you want to feel free, if you want to kind of change up your programs or just become aware of them, really recommend meditation. Um. But anyways, yeah, I just remember that um, at this retreat, there was just this concept of that we can create our own reality. We figure out what it is that we are how, – how we are perceiving the world can be, can be changed up. Um, so another way of understanding this is to imagine that your life um, – what it what it could look like and feel like so what is the situation you would like how is your how would your energy your perspective be different so if you could imagine different versions of yourself almost like what what version feels most like you um what version feels different instead of just complaining about our lives and feeling stuck in them and then going to instagram for comfort or social media for an escape, why not take a step back and look at the bigger picture to begin with? Um, and then ask yourself, how can I start to shift into this version of myself? So it's sort of like if we imagine everything is energy in different forms, how can we energetically shift from the current version to a different version that feels more like you? feels more free and you know you don't want to get attached to this concept of freedom and then you're like clinging to freedom it's more just this idea that we can decide how we want to see the world more than we thought more than we realized and believe it or not advertising agencies social media they know this Um, I was one client that worked in sales and Essentially, they were trained in, like, dark psychology, um, and they know all this stuff, that what we get exposed to goes in our subconscious and affects the way we see the world, and then people comply with that. So, taking a step out, um, detaching, and trying to see bigger picture, is really important. And the things that you complain about or feel upset about, you know, what, how can things be shifted? So it starts within you. So you can say that the things you want will be attracted to you this way, but also it could be that you're shifting into a different energetic reality where the factors have changed. So if there's another world you could live in or want to live in, what would that possibly be? Um, so in terms of what I said at the beginning, may all beings be free. The first step is Awareness. And trying to understand kind of how we're programmed, awareness of what seems normal, what seems habituated, and we know that like we think like eighty-five to ninety percent of our awareness is unconscious, and that's where all of this programming is going. So, you know, if you think other people don't know this, you're wrong. Uh, Social media absolutely knows this. The advertising industry absolutely knows this. Um, And it's used against us. So for your sake, to be happy, to feel free, you know, what feels like you, what feels like uncomfortable, what makes you feel inadequate, and let go of that. Um, all right. So sending love to yourself is I think the most effective approach to overcoming all of the programming that's negative, um, and to feel more and more free. Uh, and I am happy to try to help, um, any way I can. That's why I make hypnotherapy recordings, which is kind of a drop in the bucket against, the programming that comes in everyday society but it can really be powerful and help with shifting into who you want to be and and letting go of the old um all right so so much love to you and this is Dr. Sarah Spauert with Happiness Learned and I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon okay bye (music) Listening to Happiness Learned. Doctor Sarah will be back next week with more of her teachings designed to help you live the life you have always wanted. Visit Doctor Sarah at www.drsarahspower.com. See you next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.